Hey everybody, quick editor's note, just want to apologize for the terrible sound quality in the first 20 minutes of this episode, but I promise I did figure it out while we were recording and did fix it, so it does get better. Just keep listening. Thanks. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I am Tim. I'm Gojo. I'm Nick. This star-studded cast is here to review Godzilla for you, but before we get to that, I'm going to go over some uh, Summer Movie Wager stuff. Um, So, Summer Movie Wager uh, commenced this past Wednesday, and we got 17 entries, which uh, is compared to 2011 when I started. We had six, then we went on to nine in 2012, 10 in 2013, now we're at 17, so that's awesome. Thank you to everybody who has uh, decided to take part. Um, just a couple stats here. We've got six different movies that have been chosen for number one. At the top, you have Guardians and How to Train Your Dragon 2 tied for six votes each. For number one? For number one. Okay. Transformers Age of, Age of Extinction has three, X-Men Days of Future Past has one, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 has one. I think all of those are equally likely. I think the least likely is Guardians, personally. That's my feeling. Sorry, Willie. You're wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Watch me, G. I hope I'm wrong. No, I have a yeah, good feeling about it. it. Uh, no, it's not going to make that much money. We'll see. No, it's going to. <laughs> That'll be good, and it'll probably make more money than it. It's not I, I think... <sighs> I can't see it doing better I, than Cap or Thor. I knew, but 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 those aren't in the movie wage. No, no, no. Like, Cap no, or Thor of, like, Cap and Thor than when they got released in 2011. I knew it was a gamble when I did it. Um, given my, my track record of this thing, I didn't really give a shit about yeah. like losing cause I I've lost every year, uh, pretty bad actually <laughs> pretty low on the totem pole. So I thought I'd go for it, you know? And, and that way if I was right, I could, I would feel special, but apparently there's like six other people. That well, you're, yeah, they're, they're... you're not right, Willie. You're wrong. <laughs> Shut up. It's been established early in this podcast. Yeah, we'll see what happens when this Nova film comes out. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see who's really wrong. All right, we've got three movies that appear on all 17 ballots. Those three movies are Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men Days of Future Past, and How to Train Your Dragon 2. So it's interesting that those three also are up for number one, possibly. Um, There are six movies that appear on one single ballot. I'm not going to go over those. (laughs) Um, And then there are uh, are 29 total movies. Compared to 18 in 2011, 20 in 2012, and 22 in 2013. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to throw this. I, I'm shocked by that. Like, my initial rough draft had, like, I think 13 movies on it. That Like, 13 to 16. Like, I'm, I'm amazed that there's 29 different movies that have made these lists. My, I'm, I'm I, baffled by a lot of these statistics, actually. Can, can we get a couple of, like, like obviously the X-Men is going to be, you know, the superhero movies are going to be on these lists. Can we get an oddball choice? Can I just hear one of them? Kind of one that's off the beaten what's path, What's the highest perhaps. someone has Hercules as a follow-up? What's the highest somebody has Hercules? Let's see if you put it in number one. I don't have these statistics ready, guys. I should have have talked to you about this earlier, unfortunately. I know we have time, but it's not fun to listen to dead air. Let me go go into... I had a couple... Oh, we have something we can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's our backup segment, guys. Um, The producer's waving us down in here. With a piece of paper. We're going to shut the blinds. Uh, I had a couple other statistics that I posted on the Facebook. 44.8 of all the movies are uh, sequels, remakes, or reboots. 34.4 are original intellectual properties. There are 6.9% that are young adult novel adaptations and 6.9% that are animated films, both of which are sequels. What's Um, the young adult adaptation? You have The Giver and The Fault in Our Stars. The Giver counts as a YA book? 
Yes. So. Um, for skin flicks. Skin flicks? <laughs> I don't know. The giver. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that Jeff Bridges. Uh, the taker. This is the first year of the summer movie wager that has no Pixar <laughs> summer movie release. Dun, dun, dun. This is the first year that has no Johnny Depp vehicle. This is the first year that has no DC Comics film. So, These just some interesting things here. Alex. They are, I love statistics. I, I, so this is really... I sat here looking at... I was, sitting, <laughs> I was sitting there just looking through all of these ballots just to kind of pick out what I could and see what the What an what incredible amount of were. patience you have. That's great. Being. I'm that guy who scrolls through GTA to say, how much time have I spent? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, no, I'm excited. I'm, I, I like how diverse all the lists are. There's a lot of... Uh, I think there's a lot of potential for there to be some underdog winners, especially here. I'll go over my ballot since I didn't, I technically did not submit a ballot, but I'll tell you what I was going to do. Why didn't you? Because conflict of interest. He's a man of honor. There you go. (laughs) I'm a man of integrity and honor. Number one, Transformers age of extinction. Each one's gotten more money than the last. I can't imagine that getting rid of Shia LaBeouf was a bad decision for the box office, but I don't know. I'm also not a gigantic fan of the Transformers series, so I don't know. Two words, Cade Yeager. Cade Yeager, yes. I think Transformers is the wild card of the summer. Even though it's a triple-A movie, it's the one where I don't know what it's going to be. I'm fascinated by it, and no matter what happens, I, I want to know what happens. And I think that was, Transformers is not, there's, it's only on three lists. Or I, no, 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 it's, it's number one on six lists. Oh, okay. I okay. think you could probably reasonably compare it to Pirates 4. Um, yes, absolutely. Pirates Four made a lot of money. Did okay. it was like because it's a full I, reboot of the whole cast. I mean, it's. I, I mean, in in public perception, it's like you, most people probably think, oh, Transformers trilogy is done," and they're like, "Oh, here's movie number four. We're doing something new now." It's so I think reaction could be. But you still have Optimus that. Prime. You still have Bumblebee. Yeah. So there are recognizable characters there. I I mean, it's not the same as having Johnny Depp come back, or you know, but. I don't know. My thing with Transformers is, personally, I think after two movies that people have kind of bitched about, I feel like there might be a bit of a... But two dipped down and three came back up critically and all three, like like I said, one made made like 600 million, two made like 900 million, Mm -hmm. and three made like 1.2 billion. So it could happen. I mean, it's got Kelsey Grammer, so that could help. I don't know. I think you're right, Alex. I didn't put it at number one, but I do think you're right. I think I I I think that's. I went with those my are my guy, thoughts. But my number two, How to Train Your Dragon two, I think it's going to do really well. Number three is the Amazing Spider-Man two, strictly because of the fact that it comes out in May. Mm-hmm. Give it some. some it's likes. worldwide. It's pretty strong. And let me just say, this is the first. I I threw these together, and I did not change it at all. I didn't even deliberate after the fact. This is just the first list that I spit out. Wow. Number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Yes. You are wrong. That's a bold move. <laughs> I'm sorry. I pulled a Tim. You think I'm you think I'm wrong? <laughs> but there's two things for this. Okay. Number one, there's a very successful Nickelodeon show that's on sure. the air right now. So there's a ton of kid. This counts as a kids movie. Sure. Yeah. This is a children's film. Sure. Two, there's all these people that are our age that are not disconnected to this movie, mm-hmm. and they probably like that trailer anyway. I think there has been no marketing for this movie yet. I mean, yeah, but yeah, zero. it comes out. It comes out in August. They're, they're putting out silhouettes. Oh, it comes out in of August? the characters. This uh, is a problem. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll make that. Much I think it could hit number four. And that's just my thought. But we'll see. We'll see. Number five, <laughs> 22 Jump Street. Wow. I, I think it's going it, to do big. Yeah, it'll do big here. 
Comedy just don't do that well. I think it's going to do big. This is a bold list. I'm just I'm putting it I, out there. I will list. score my list in the end. No, and I like see this. where it ends I like, up. But... I, I like your bold choices, though. I do. All right, number like six. Doritos. Number six, Maleficent. Okay. Number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Number eight, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Number nine, X Men: Days of Future Past. I mean, it's gonna be like number ten is Godzilla. Godzilla should probably be higher, given the fact that it's at two hundred million dollars. But I don't think that that was a bad call. I honestly, I, I think Godzilla has been surprising. I, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I knew it was going to be decent, headed on the but... list. I bet some people left it off. Yeah, and it's opened with quite a splash. My... And I think people, everybody, everybody I've talked to uh, has said they want to see it again, and they're going to see it again because they now that they know what it's about, they want to process it a little more. Okay. So, yeah. All right, more on Godzilla shortly. My dark horses were a million ways to die in the West. Ted did huge. It did. The Family Guy crowd will come out in droves. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I I think a dark horse is a smart pick for that. Million Dollar Arm, John Hamm, family movie, Disney. How did that do? Uh, I don't. I'll, I we'll get, critically, we'll get to that in a second. Great. I thought I made thirty, didn't but, I? I could be wrong. And then finally, I, I suppose I just used dark horses for comedies that I wasn't sure if they would end up there because I also put sex tape. With What's Jason Segel and Cameron oh. Diaz. Oh, okay. I was just like, I don't know. But these are the only 13 movies that I looked at and was like, these could end up on the list. Interesting. No Hercules. Didn't put Hercules. Not even as a not even as a Dark Horse? No. Interesting. What about uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Not even a chance? No. I don't think anybody's going to see it. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, don't, I really don't. I'm just curious. Because I think those are like two that maybe would be... I would have considered. At yeah. Least, no, know? yeah. And I... Her, maybe Hercules, I might have just skimmed over it, but sure. I don't know. Um, so the only other thing to go over real quick in the uh, Summer Movie Wager, we do have a fir- our first weekly standings segment. Um, number one, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is at $634 million. Godzilla 2014 is at $204.3 million. Neighbors is at $148.4 million. Million Dollar Arm is at $11.8 million. Oh, that's way off. Mom's Night Out, whatever that is, is at seven point four million dollars. Oh, I remember Baby's Day Out. That was great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, there must be a sequel or something. <laughs> yeah. or it's John a Hughes prequel, maybe. Yeah. It's well, no, because they're already moms. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return at six point eight million dollars, and then Chef, which is in limited release, is at one point one million dollars. I don't think that one's going to get big, but it's still on the list because it's been released in the time frame and it's made money. I almost put that Oz movie on my list just because there's so few animated films coming yeah. out. I thought maybe this one will, you know, thank God I didn't do that. Probably a wise choice to that. Yeah. The, yeah. Only, the only other animated movie on the list beside, uh, that appeared on ballots besides How to Train Your Dragon 2 was Planes 2. Yeah, which and because of the sparseness of the, of the summer, it's possible. It, yeah, I but I don't know. I don't know. You know, first planes wasn't really knocking really anybody out socks yeah. off or anything. Apparently, it didn't well enough to make a sequel somehow. Yeah. So I don't know, but well, there's a show of that though too, the isn't there? There's a show for planes. Uh, that's a great question. I think there is. <laughs> 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 they just made a whole bunch of crap for the first movie and they're like, ah, uh, just rearrange it. I don't know. There's planes too. It's planes one backwards. Kids are gonna be running around. It's about a bunch of planes anyway. landing. It's gonna be yeah. chaos. <laughs> it's the palette swap of Disney movies. <laughs> All the all the, the planes are just Ermac different movie. colors and different different <laughs> voice actors. <laughs> all right, uh, so I think that wraps up summer movie wager news for now. We'll usually just do a, a weekly update like I just did, just to give a. I'm excited for more statistics myself. I'll I'll see if there's more that I can pick through. I'm I'm still considering doing like an anonymization of the lists just to put them all out there so people can look at them. 
because I completely forgot to make sure that people were like okay with people seeing their stuff and you know but not that anybody shouldn't be okay with it but this would be a good opportunity to write in and say go ahead yeah and you can you can write in to feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com you can also talk to us on twitter at mfn podcast we're also on instagram under that handle give us a call at 248 uh, 533-733. <laughs> Gonna cut that out. Give us a call at 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636. I'm totally gonna forget to cut out the part that I messed up. But all that good stuff, uh, talk to us. You can find all of our episodes, all 77. I just got it right since I got it wrong in the last episode. Yeah. You can find all 77, including this one, plus a bunch of bonus episodes on MidwestFilmNerds.com. We should have a bonus Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode coming soon, yep. courtesy of Willie and Gojo and myself. Yep. Um, I'd like to do a Game of Thrones Season 4 one when that's and, wrapped and up. And maybe a John Hughes. Possibly John Hughes. God, that's turned into the <laughs> new Oh, remember that Matrix one we were going to do, Alex? <laughs> no, but now I do, and that would have been good. You guys remember the Kyle Chandler one you were going to do? Yeah, that's, I don't know. So many bonus episodes in the docket. We have ideas. Get excited. We Get have excited, ideas. listening audience. Um... Just mash up two bonus episodes: <laughs> Kyle Chandler and John Hughes. Kyle Chandler back. in the Matrix. <laughs> Ooh. Kyle X Y Chandler. <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking, I was thinking for a hundredth episode, maybe we should just review Kyle X Y. Ooh, I, I think we know. need to, we need to come up with a definitely a hundredth episode bonanza. Yeah, it's like maybe a two-hour, <laughs> yeah, just smorgasbord of <laughs> silken voices. A look just, back. We should waiting. do every single segment that we've ever done. <laughs> We'll do a live feed in Times Square. <laughs> we should. Oh, man. Oh, All right. I think that about wraps up that segment of the show. We can get right into our review of Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. <laughs> um, Godzilla 2014, which uh, is starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen. God, I cannot talk today. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, Brian Cranston, Ken Watanabe. Uh, Sally Hawkins, Sally. David Strathairn, all those people, and Godzilla, um, and Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla was also in this movie. Andy Circus, Andy Circus as Godzilla, <laughs> uh, Andy Circus as assistant to Godzilla. I think no, um, Godzilla Wrangler. The... <laughs> <laughs> he has a little leash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world's most famous monster is pitted against. Uh, malevolent creatures who, bolstered by humanity's scientific arrogance, threaten our very existence. So, um, if you want to hear our review of the original Godzilla, 1954 Godzilla, we did that not too long ago. It should only be a couple episodes ago. I don't remember what episode it was. But, it was episode awesome. That's what it was. Yes, it's somewhere in the, in the iTunes feed or Stitcher radio feed, or it's on the website. It's Midwest a delightful Filmers. little episode. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. Um, <clears throat> but... We got a new one. I think we were all pretty excited for it. Um, so, Willie, Ooh. how did you feel about Gareth Edwards' Godzilla? I how I acted like I didn't know I was up next. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that exactly. They are shocked. Um, I really enjoyed it. I have heard you know, a lot of the issues and, and complaints about it. And I hear them. I do. I do. <laughs> and I understand them. But... As somebody, as somebody who enjoys the series and was nervous and excited to see this one, obviously after Godzilla 98 being what it was, um, I will say that nothing in this movie surprised me. The decisions made didn't surprise me, I, and, and I, I was totally happy with everything I got. There's one little misstep that I'll talk about in spoilers that might have 
I might have done something different with. But all in all, you know, are the characters super, super interesting? No, they aren't. Um, but they're just humans caught up in the crap that's going on around them. And it's, I was compelled enough by the storyline, uh, by Aaron Taylor's storyline, to just because I, I felt for, for his situation and wanted to see him get through it. Um, but uh, Godzilla, he's, oh, he's wonderful. <laughs> he's everything that I, I, I remember as a kid before I knew how bad a guy in a giant suit was, before like it, <laughs> it registered for me that that was just a guy in a suit. It's everything I felt sitting on the couch and watching the old Godzilla is just like, I, I was like, oh my God, there's a giant lizard out there. Like he attacks Tokyo on a regular, I was pretty sure nothing was left in Japan. You know, they like, they rebuild every 10 years or so and they just break it. Like, I thought that was real. So I felt like that again. And I, I have not had, um, I don't have any jaw dropping moments in movies anymore. And I don't know if that's because I watched so many movies or because Hollywood recycles so many it, it it's it almost feels like a lot of movies are cut together in a way where it's it's like the splash page in a comic book. Yeah. You're like this is where you need to be. Like oh my god, how beautiful! Like, yeah. <laughs> if it's forced, if it's forced, it doesn't work. It has to happen naturally. There has to be a build to that, a suspenseful kind of climb to that 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 height. And it this movie does it perfectly. I think that's a fantastic, compelling argument to not watch trailers anymore. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. But I think that even even when I do watch trailers, oftentimes there were even moments in Oblivion, which is a movie I enjoyed quite a bit. But there are moments where, like, you know, the score is swelling up and it's this big, great. You can tell they want you to just be like, "My God, how beautiful!" And I was like, "Alex's oh, okay. tears." I was like, "Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well done." You know, but I don't, I don't naturally have that job. Totally. You know, this time, this time around, it was like. I, I don't know. I, I had seen all the trailers and watched all the clips because I just was eating everything up involving this movie. But I still, they still didn't show a lot of the key moments that really just left me mouth agape. And it was awesome to experience that. And I was generally creeped out in a lot of scenes too. I had, there's a feeling of uneasiness in a lot of the scenes involving the human characters, especially when people are trying to get across the country and do these various yeah. things. Um, the... Obviously, in the synopsis, they mention there's other creatures, so I don't think that's a spoiler because we just read the synopsis. So, yeah, the other monsters are very interesting. I was really nervous about them because I kind of figured they were going to be original. I had seen, like, glimpses of them in trailers, and I, mm-hmm. I knew they were in it, but I think that they were they were cool. They were very interesting. I like the idea that they really – they kind of delved into what – they made you feel like there was a reason for these monsters to be rampaging. Yeah. They gave – there was a motive behind their actions, and that was kind of cool. You almost feel sympathetic for them in, in, in moments because – they're not malevolent. They're not, they don't want to kill everybody. They just want to make babies. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It, it was really cool. All the Godzilla action is top notch. I mean, top notch. They just want to eat radiation too. And they that's want like, bombs, that's man. That's a good thing. They just want to shout out on them bombs. <laughs> yeah. But when you kill everything on the way to the radiation, it's oh, <laughs> well, probably not good. Okay. Um, that's true. But no, I mean, it's the, the Godzilla, the Godzilla fight scenes are just insane. Just absolutely bonkers. And in the best way possible. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's not much, many complaints for me at all, if any, uh, some of the, some of the choices made from, a from an editing standpoint were a little goofy to me, but we'll get more into that. So. All right, Tim, how do yes. you feel? Godzilla. Yes. This is a weird movie because like there, are, there's a big chunk of it that probably doesn't work and it's been pointed out. But, like, I don't give a shit. Because, like, I love the hell out of this movie. Like, I'm crazy about it. Like, I wanted to go see it again, like, that weekend. And I don't like... I'm not a big movie rewatcher. And honestly, I, 
this movie made me like watching movies again. I haven't liked watching a couple of the movies we've watched lately. So, um, no, I've enjoyed this um, quite a bit. It's a movie, and I was kind of surprised by this because the trailers kind of sold it as maybe a little more in line with the original Godzilla, more of a somber movie. And this is a movie that has a ton of fun being a Godzilla movie yeah. um, from start to finish. And there are, we'll get into it, but I just love, there are so many movies, and we talked about one of them, in the uh, Transformers movies that just throw crap at you from the beginning. And this mm-hmm. movie holds it off. It might hold it off too much. I don't care, though. Because once it gives it to you, oh, it gives it to you, baby. <laughs> it's the sexiest movie of all time. So. No, I'm a big fan. <laughs> all right. Gojo. No, I, I, I loved it, too. Um, it The best thing about it is that it ends on such a high note that you completely forgive... Um, all of the moments in the movie that were kind of uh, that kind of dragged you along and they weren't that weren't terribly exciting. Um, it it suffers from a similar problem uh, that that all the Godzilla movies kind of do, um, in that they focus too much on the people you don't really want to see, aka not Godzilla or <laughs> some or it, yeah, it, any part that doesn't have a kaiju. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, I get it, yeah, I get it. People are alive. I don't care. I want to see Godzilla. Uh, but that's every movie. Not a, not. There's not a single movie that has enough Godzilla in it. Um, that's that's actually proven by science. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it has it has some weird has some weird pacing issues in that regard. Um, uh, I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, Interesting. Uh, you yeah. just messed up the pacing. Of- I did. I messed. Up. I destroyed pacing. <laughs> I snapped it like Golden Gate Bridge. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. Anytime, anytime a monster is on screen, it's like this. This is this is amazing. Um, but it's you. Cut. You kind of have to expect something a little different from a Godzilla movie than you would expect from kind of every other movie, uh, because monster movies follow their own rules, their own logic, and their own their own system uh and for some reason i feel like it's easier to watch that when you're sitting on a couch uh than it is in the theater um but i mean but that's i have a lot of negative sounding things to say but i had a lot of fun with this movie and that is why i go to movies to have fun um (laughs) good point uh and watch stuff get blown up and i got yeah which is fun also so there you go gojo's rambling quasi review of God's <laughs> You can edit that out. That's okay. <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah. Not going to happen, but I am going to pause because I realized I have the wrong microphone selected. All right, Nick, your thoughts on Godzilla. Um, I liked it. That's about as far as it goes for me. Um, I didn't love it because it just wasn't, it wasn't that good. Like it, it is it's fun. It is a fun movie, but it, it had the chance to be something really special, I think, and it squandered that opportunity pretty hardcore, I would say. Um, it is really cool. The effects are really neat. Uh, the whole third act is really cool. I liked the first act for the most part, and the whole middle part of the movie you could take out, and I wouldn't give much of a shit. <laughs> um, I think it's neat that Gareth Edwards loves Godzilla, and uh, it feels very much like a fan film that's that's with a big budget like the way what the story is kind of about and some of the things that happen and especially the way it ends is very like a godzilla fan film just brought to life with a big budget on the big screen so 
that part, that aspect of it is neat. I mean, it's got a very classic Godzilla E ending, which I I loved because I didn't expect that to happen. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. There's not much more I can say without getting into the spoilers. I think it, it disappointed me in some ways, and it lived up to my expectations in other ways. So visually, it's certainly very cool. It's it's well directed, definitely. Uh, I think the faults are purely at the writing level for my for me. Okay. The direction's great. I really want to see what Gareth Edwards does next. I hope it's not Godzilla 2 quite yet. <laughs> if it is, I'm fine with it. Uh, but I would like to see kind of what, what he tackles now. What if Guillermo came in and was like, <gasps> Godzilla 2? What, that Guillermo wants to make it? Yeah. I wouldn't want it. No. No, he doesn't seem the right fit for it. He was good for Pacific Rim. But this is different. I mean, Guillermo would... Part of the beauty and the, well, the strengths of this movie are that Godzilla's kind of receded into the background for a lot of it. And, like, he'll be center stage for a minute, and then he just vanishes, and then he comes back, and then he's gone. Guillermo would have him front and center the whole time, which is maybe what the sequel should be, <laughs> truthfully. Yeah. Um, because this might have been the way to do the first entry into a new line of Godzilla films. But, um, so, I don't know, maybe it, it, that would be cool. But I would rather, I think I'd rather see Pacific Rim 2 first. It'd be awesome if it was just Doug Jones in a big rubber suit. <laughs> It'd be cool oh, if Pacific God. Rim 2 was a mashup of Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim and Godzilla. That'd be sweet. And they teamed up. That'd be sweet. <sighs> Doug Jones versus Sandy Serkis. <laughs> I, I do. I, I think if Edwards does Godzilla 2, I, I really want to bring in like like some of the classic Godzilla. Well, I think King Ghidorah is the, the He did say his from... intention is to, is to do the sequel. And that he wants to do a destroy all monsters type. I don't know if you guys remember Destroy All Monsters. It's kind of the... It was meant to be the final Godzilla film in the original series, and the the goal was just to take all the Toho monsters and just go nuts and let them just wreck each other. I'd be down. I feel like that might be hitting the gas a little too much. That would seem like a third movie for me. Yeah, I would agree. But, I I mean, if if it happens, I'm not going to complain. No, me neither, because I'm sure the trailer will come out and we'll go, okay, there are no humans in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Nick managed to pound some sense into my own line of thinking. I think it um the movie kind of needed to pick between being a, a, a like a fun Godzilla movie or being like a kind of serious disaster movie. It, it felt like it was trying to go both ways. Mm. Uh and I think I think it kind of suffered for that. That's a fair personally. Point. Yeah. Yeah, I think and this isn't spoilery. There there are aspects of it that are, but I think if you take out Elizabeth Olsen and the son character entirely, just they don't exist, the movie would be better. Like there's the time that's spent on them is minimal, but it's wasted anyway. Yeah. I was like, I don't give a shit about these people. Like they're they haven't they're not characters. They're just things for the one of the characters to be concerned about, and that doesn't make me concerned about them. So I, I didn't like any of that. When we cut back to them, I was like, I don't care. The kids in an orphanage and got all steps on it. I'll be like, wow, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> the movie the movie went there. <laughs> um, it's like Nick's Dark Knight Rises. I know really dark. <laughs> Really dark. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong though. That, like that, that probably should have happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Godzilla's probably. I think Tim and I are probably on the same level of the amount of Godzilla love that we have, which is okay. Yeah, I like Godzilla. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I cool. <laughs> I I'm pretty conflicted about this movie because there are some things that I liked and some things that I didn't like, and sometimes they're completely the same. It's part of the same coin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I I kind I I dislike the fact that there are other monsters in the movie. Sometimes when I think about it, I'm just like, 
I kind of wish that we would have gotten like a true like this is what Godzilla 1954 would be like today. Like I I would I would have liked to seen that. Like it it would have it would have been interesting. Um and in a way, I feel like this would have been an interesting second second uh entry in the series. But on the other hand, I it's weird because I enjoy all the people that are involved. I like uh I, I didn't get a chance to check out any other Gareth Edwards work, but I think he does a really, really good job here. He has some really, really cool and interesting shots and and brings a lot to a Godzilla movie that I don't necessarily know that, uh, you know, you would have seen in other Godzilla films. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love the score. I thought the score was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. totally good. It, it, it just, uh, I think it was Alexander Desplat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Um, he, he did a fantastic job bringing and it felt like a little bit like an older Godzilla score, but it also felt updated, which is really, really interesting. It was very cool. good. It could have been really generic. Yeah. I, I think, I feel like, like a Godzilla movie could just have a really generic action movie score and it would, yeah. people wouldn't even notice, but I'm glad that it was kind it's, of a step above that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's distinct and it has its own kind of, it, it has its own thing going. So I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, but I think they focused on the wrong human. That's my main thing. I think I think uh, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's character could be grouped together with his wife and son and just be taken out of the movie and just focus on Brian Cranston, and I would have been much happier. Um, I think Brian Cranston's character has so much more inherently tied to Godzilla itself, or not even Godzilla, but technically the the, uh, the Muto. Yeah, the Muto that that that. Uh, exists there in, in, in Japan. And so I think, uh, I don't think they arc Aaron Taylor Johnson particularly well. What they could have arced, they kind of waste along with Brian Cranston, which is really strange. Yeah. So we'll get more into that in spoilers. I'm a little tied, tied by that. So I can't say too much. You went further even than I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't think I particularly gave anything away, but it, it, uh, I just, I'll say more, uh, shortly, but, no, I think it's a good first step. I'm happy that it made enough money. I'm happy that it's going to get a sequel because I would like to see where where it goes next. I'm glad people are enjoying it and they're enjoying the right things about it. All they can, the first thing anyone says is, "Oh my god, Godzilla was awesome." Yeah, like, absolutely. He was so sweet. You Anytime know, like, Godzilla was on screen, I was having a good time. You're captivated. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, sometimes that doesn't happen with the older ones with me. Mm. Like, it, you know, even when Godzilla shows up, I'm like, okay, well, guy in a rubber suit, what's going on? But. <laughs> Um, Suspension of disbelief, man. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and, and you know, Buckle 1954 in. Godzilla. There were still a lot of moments with Godzilla where I was I was significantly compelled. But it doesn't. It's uh, a fine line because the rubber suit didn't evolve much, and as film technology got better, and the suit stayed the exact same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, oh. You just missed Don Fry. You, uh, had, you had you had an early Godzilla experience that had Don Fry, and the rest don't have. Don if Fry. if Don so, Fry was in this movie, it couldn't it couldn't have hurt it. I think the thing that when it, you, your point about liking and disliking other monsters, I get, yeah, for sure. But I think the problem with having this Godzilla be like the main force of antagonism is, I don't think you can beat this Godzilla. <laughs> like he is tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think the humans could do really anything to take this Godzilla down, short of nuking him again. Like the, he is, he, he is massive. Yeah, I mean, in the old movies, you're like, wow, Godzilla is huge, but like, 
This one, you're just like, oh my god, he's he, I mean, just so big and just shrugging off everything. It's hilarious. Yeah, and I don't know. It's like, like accidentally knocking skyscrapers down because he's <laughs> clumsy. Like I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you can't beat that thing if you're a human. I wish I would have taken some time to think about what I would want, like an act three of that movie to go like. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't really think it out. I think there, I, there Oxygen could be something, story, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, if you're gonna you're gonna kill him again, then you know. And obviously, I think that's what would have to happen. And then, how would I set up the next movie? I'm not sure. Shot, right? Maybe Godzilla shows up, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, we need to kill it!" And they're just about to hit Oxygen Destroyer too, and then the Mutos <laughs> show up or something. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I didn't. There's a reason I'm. I understand what you're saying films. for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I, while I was watching the movie, I was thinking, "Oh man." Good thing he's chasing down those other guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's ever like a, that's that's the point of a Godzilla movie is like completely unstoppable force. What are you gonna do to it? Right. My my only argument against the and I understand where you're coming from with like the it, it kind of wishing it was it's sometimes wishing it was a solo Godzilla movie. But for me, I would have been bored as shit with a solo Godzilla movie. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've seen America try to make that movie. It didn't turn out good. <laughs> it needs to be forgotten about. I, I wanted them to cut right to the chase. You know, it, it's. Sometimes it works to kind of pad and wait. Uh, Batman Begins. They could have just blown their load right away and done the Joker straight out of the gate. But it was smart to save that for a sequel. This time, I would have felt like it... Like, for me, I my favorite Godzilla is when he's just beating the shit out of other monsters. Like, he can swat a plane any day. I don't care. Like, I get bored with that after a while. But You gotta have some I, different fighting styles. I love, I yeah. love watching that. I love watching him fight the different creatures. So, for me... I probably would have. I'm sure I would have enjoyed the movie. I like what was done with this, with the version we got. But for me, I feel like I would have been sitting there the whole time thinking, "Boy, I can't wait for the sequel." Like when he can really cut loose. Yeah, you know? I agree. So I'm kind of happy that they sense. were able. For me, you know what I mean. I, I understand I mean, where you're coming from. I do. Totally. And I'm and I'm very conflicted about it. Sure. Like I, I I completely hear your points, right. and they all make sense to me. But it it just. I don't know. I, to me, it's like, okay, you'd be waiting for the sequel, but is that necessarily a bad thing? Like, maybe they could have made a compelling movie that sure. made you want the sequel really bad. And Oh, it totally well could have happened. It totally could have happened. But I feel like in the back of my mind, just knowing myself, I would have been like, man, I really can't wait to see this Godzilla like, fight. Another, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure I would have enjoyed whatever we had gotten, but I'm not... I'm, I'm happy that we were able to, to really just get to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think part of the thing that I, I honestly, I want to say... Um, I don't know how much you guys had watched, but I think a lot of the problems that people are having with this movie um, stem from the marketing. And the marketing for this movie was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It was totally amazing. But it does not fit what we got in the final product, I don't think. It felt very dark and very grounded, and it didn't feel like a monster smash-up movie, which is really what it winds up being, kind of, in its essence. It doesn't. This movie is very celebratory of Godzilla. It, it, it's a party. It's like, it, it is. And, and I love that. I'm happy we got that. But I feel like a lot of people are probably going to be kind of pissed because that is not what the the promotions made it look like. I yeah, I think, I think we can break into that. A li- yeah. Like a little bit more with spoilers. Sure. So uh, I think we all basically recommend it. Go oh, yeah. check it out. Yeah. It's good to have Godzilla back. Yes. It's good to oh, have Godzilla yeah, back yeah. not in Roland Emmerich's arms. I'm very curious <laughs> um, to see if Toho starts making him again, too. Yeah. That would be very weird. Have Japan and the U.S. making that would be it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Films. I wish um, I was at Roland Emmerich's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you. What a great way to take. That's, that's why you're here. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back in spoiler Terry. All right, here we are in spoiler Terry for Godzilla. 
Brian Cranston shouldn't have died so early. Agreed. <laughs> he shouldn't have died at all. Yeah, I, I would have killed him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I don't. I don't. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't see where you guys are coming from with this. Because just Aaron Taylor Johnson was just like, oh, yeah, I know, I know, bombs and bombs are the worst part of this plan, but I'm gonna disarm dis- dis- the bombs. Okay, okay, okay. But like the entire <laughs> guys, guys got the bombs. Bombs good. Gonna, this is a, this is a horrifying Aaron Taylor Johnson impression. <laughs> I thought it was pretty perfect for what he did in the movie. Actually, that you were pretty... too, you were too loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Was too much. Yeah. You're supposed to mumble everything. I'll turn it down. And you, there was a scotch of emotion in there too, and I think we got to <laughs> we got to dial that back a little bit. Uh, but, no. but he was a soldier. Like he's That's not supposed fine. to. He's not compelling. That's right. Fine. Soldiers aren't people. No, no, no. Probably right. No, no. <laughs> no, like Brian Cranston had like a reason to want to like quote unquote take down the Muto. Like, yeah, but the the thing with. Um, whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. That's how good he is. <laughs> he's gone beyond comprehension. <laughs> is he's trying to protect his kid, which is kind of thematically what the Mudos are doing. Like, they're trying to protect like, their there future. Is cool, there, is a, there is kind of a cool, um, whatever you want, symmetry between the stop two. stop you both right there. Take out Aaron Taylor Johnson's family. Keep Aaron Taylor Johnson. The movie is about fixing the relationship between the father and son. That bah! is driven apart by science. It I will still would. parallel the Mudos. I mean, it'd probably be fine. It'd probably yeah, just I'd... be as fine as this one. I don't I don't see how it would improve. My... Other than you guys like Cranston a lot. <laughs> my thing with Cranston Fair is that... Point. My yeah. thing with Cranston is that he, he was such a great way to really... To get everybody in. Like, like, you were invested. And yes, he died very early in the movie, morally than I expected. But my thing is, what do you do with Cranston? As the, mo- the movie as it stands, what do you do with Cranston at that point? Have him, uh, yeah, have him stand his... around with... with Ken Watanabe and spout off like prophetic dialogue. That's boring. Like I, he would have been wasted it, in that. His story was over, and well, he can't. He can't run around yeah. and jump and fly and. He had made peace with his son. You know, I feel I like mean, the. <clears throat> I feel. I feel like Aaron Taylor Johnson was kind of wasted too. I mean, yeah. the whole second act, he's basically just trying to get home. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's not doing anything. The the middle act is is where his to me. See to me though, I, I think he. I think his character is very cool in the third act because I love everything that happens between his journey and Godzilla's journey in that third act. And the parallels between what they're trying to do are so fucking cool to me. Like, I love the moment when they're both laying down, and I'm sh- Godzilla doesn't even see him. Like, let's be honest, that was not, he wasn't like, hey, buddy. Like, but like, there's, a, I don't know. I really, that was my favorite scene. I thought that was actually. cool as hell. So I, I don't know. I, I understand the. I mean, yeah, his character wasn't. I don't think it was the actor's fault. I don't think I've seen Aaron Taylor Johnson and stuff where I've enjoyed. Yeah, him. I, I have too. I mean, his character is a little dull. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it I, is one hundred percent his fault. I think. Because Cranston's so. character is as good as he was because Cranston gave it a shit. He gave it a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson did not give anything a shit. No, and I, I, well, I'll say I think that maybe it's magnified because him and his wife were both really good in the opening act. Yes. They were both very good, and I think it's magnified, but the story, I don't know. Because the they're, they're real actors. Like, I don't see where you go. I'm with Willie. I don't see where you go with the Cranston character. That's fine. Just take all of the humans out of the last two Yeah, if the goal of like... the movie was to make me get really invested in the humans and then only look forward to Godzilla at the beginning of the second act, then mission accomplished. Because the entire second act is shitty. Okay. There's one good scene, and it's, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson on the subway with the little boy. That's the yeah, only. Like that scene, it's literally the only part of the second act I liked. Where does oh, the third act begin? Because I, I mean, like it's. Like... I think when they make landfall in San Francisco. Okay. Ish, okay. ish, give or take. You know, depending a few. Maybe minutes when they start the train. I, I liked a lot of the. I, I don't. Yeah. The yeah, train don't sequence. Know. All right. 
Aaron Taylor Johnson, first of all, is invincible in this movie. <laughs> Literally nothing. Three giant monsters can't get this guy injured. That, but, let alone killed. Like I'm not gonna lie, that that does not. That's like a. That is so bogus. <laughs> I was like, like this is so dumb. People are getting wasted by the thousands, hundreds of thousands, and this one idiot survives an eye to eye experience of this thing and a, a flaming train on fire, and he jumps yeah, 200 feet into the water. They go out, <laughs> but they go out of their way to like. And this is one of the great things. What I loved about movies, the monster doesn't give any of the monsters don't give a shit about the humans, like no. at all. They don't care. Like, they, we're just in there, we're just populating their planet. Godzilla's whole thing is like, hey, bro, why don't you back off? Like, it's my planet. Like, what's the deal? And he's going to knock over all the buildings we built and just fall all over because he's clumsy. And they're just, the other two, the Mudos are just trying to have weird make-out sessions with the radio. It's awesome. And, like, the humans are just running around. We're, we're pointless. It doesn't matter. Like, okay, there's more Take interesting... Take them all out of the movie. But it's, oh, my God, you can't do that. Why not? Because... Oh, do you guys not know anything about foreplay? <laughs> like, you have to. You, <laughs> before you get to the good stuff, this is a, it's a, I'm a pro wrestling fan, so you've got to have the shitty matches, and yes. then when you get to the main event, oh my god, it's so much better. Like, you get Austin in the Rocks. You have to sit through garbage to get there, but you get <laughs> Austin in the Rock at the end. You can't just have candy all the time, you guys. Well, yeah, but you don't have Austin in the Rock and then intersperse it with Doink the Clown and Repo Man. I mean, that's what we got at the end. It was like all the great Godzilla fights, and then it's just Aaron Taylor Johnson and his, his Navy, or Navy whatever they were. It's just, ah, where's that nuke we dropped off the train? That was a great idea, wasn't it? I think the whole, I think the whole, um, the whole nuke, Trying to find the nuke, trying to nuke the monsters. That just oh my like god, it was so dumb. It was yeah, so really lame. It was so stupid. It just it was yeah. so dumb. Like it was so dumb, it didn't even blow <laughs> an ice pack. It was just straight up stupid. It just melted. The Guys, <laughs> we're watching Guy Godzilla. <laughs> no, I get it. That's fine. Okay, whatever. There's no excuse though. I don't no, like. It's 2014. It shouldn't have the qui- the qualifier of it's a Godzilla movie because no. if it is, I, then it's just. I, I won't forgive any why, stupid by that rationale. That. Why don't we all love all three of the Transformers movies? Because then? they don't make any sense. No, see, see, like, science, but it's a like, Transformers movie. It's dumb science, but the saying. plot doesn't go from A to B. This one at least makes sense throughout <laughs> and actually has something thematically to grasp onto. The Transformers movie are just random crap happening for <laughs> two true. and a half hours. This at least makes sense from point There's A to a point B. Line it doesn't matter how dumb the, si- the dumb the science is. Are you fucking kidding me? Look <laughs> at that monster. There's two flying Uda. Ken Watanabe is hilarious at this movie. He's amazing because all he does is sit there and spout off like crazy South Park villain stuff. Like he's just like the humans are like it's such a sweet ass like 1950s 60s monster movie thing to do for Ken Watanabe. He's great. So yeah, I like that's that's I, I totally that's what I mean about about it being a fan film. Like yeah. this feels like if Bob Orsi wrote a Star Trek solo film on his own, that's what we'll get for Star Trek. This is like. This is like Godzilla superfan writes homage to like old Godzilla movies. And like that that's totally fine. And Tim, I love literally everything you said. It's amazing. <laughs> All I wanted was a good human story to couple the awesome monster action. Right. And, I, and Monsters, Gareth Edwards' first movie, does that really, really well. Yeah. See, and the, so from this I wanted that. And Cranston's character had an amazing beginning. That opening scene was fucking nuts. I was like, whoa, the stakes are so high, but they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> because that was it. Literally, I gave I, all shits given about humans was done after that scene, but it was so good. And the whole sequence of creeping into decrepit remainder of whatever city they lived in was so cool. And I was like, God, this is cool. And Cranston was the character who 
had motivation to see the Mudos ending. You said Aaron Taylor Johnson's story parallels Godzilla's. No. Cranston's story should have paralleled Godzilla's because they both want to fucking kill the Mudos. And well, that would I mean, have been sweet if they're both trying to get there and both trying to stop it, but with totally different reasons. Wanting that and that not existing is two different things. I mean, I, 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 I think it's hard to argue that the two stories don't parallel. They're, they're cro- their paths don't cross in interesting Protecting ways. progeny. Yeah. I think that I don't think that's fair, but I do. I, if you if you wanted Cranston in that position more, fair enough. I I understand that makes the humans too important to me, though. I no, I feel like, Let me just say I love you. I think I think I think your point is valid. I just wanted a good human story to right, carry me right. through to no, the beginning I, of the third act, and then by all means, hundred percent, leave in Ken Watanabe saying, "Let them fight." <laughs> oh, like, leave it in because that was awesome. <laughs> but just give me a really cool human story where I can be like, "Wow, that was a great like." These these two things were both great backdrops to each other. Well, now you can't you can't. I I don't think we should have taken out the humans entirely. I don't think no. we should have tried to. I don't think we should have tried to make their their conflict what they were doing. They tried to make that parallel with Godzilla trying to kill the Mudos because it's like they were trying to plug both equally at the same time. It's like I don't give a shit about the humans when Godzilla's fighting stuff. I mean, they can be in there, they can be running, they can be watching, they can be doing whatever. But they're totally. It's like they're totally trying to take part of this in this conflict, and there's nothing they can do that's going to matter. <laughs> so it's just you're every during the Godzilla the big fight at the end. Every second focused, every second that was focused on the human story was totally wasted. Because I don't. No one cares. No one cares. Let's look at. Let's look at these giant monsters that are knocking down the entire city I, of San Francisco. I kind of like. I want to watch that. The nuke plan is a fucking disaster right out of the gate, though. I like that because that was we're awesome. fucking idiots, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> th- that's the whole point. Like, and like there is nothing we can do. Like, any decision we make is going to be bad. And all we're going to do is escalate a bad situation. Well, that's what I said after the Can movie. Alex goes, no one would ever do that. And I said, that's probably exactly what happened. When there's something <laughs> that big, like... humans would be like, well, what do we have, a nuke? Well, it's depressing it. to watch, but it's probably true. <laughs> no, I, th- I, think, I think it's a really, really, really fun movie. Like, I had a great time watching it. it just, I just don't think it's a good movie. Okay. I think Pacific Rim is a better movie. Like, if we're going to compare apples to apples, sort of. But I think this was... I do want to see it again. Like, I do. Because the first act was so good. The middle act, I can text. And the third act... <laughs> It was amazing. Like when it easy, I mean, buying. Someone told me, "Oh, oh, I've heard it's like it's it's okay. You know, I've heard middling things, but I've heard good. I've heard bad. I think I'll just wait for video." I was like, "No, no, 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 no it's absolutely, absolutely so, seeing in the theater. Uh, Even if you hate it, it's worth seeing yeah. the theater because the third act is so good." And I'll totally agree with you guys on the human thing, and that's fine. But part of the reason the Godzilla stuff works so good is because we see it from a human perspective. Oh, absolutely. And everybody that's is so helpless. That's and that's no, so great. Don't take that out, but yeah. don't make me feel like the human story matters because it <laughs> right. doesn't. I don't. I, no, it's it's do it like the old old school Godzilla movies, where unless they've got a giant robot with a drill nose, there's nothing they're gonna do. <laughs> so just see them. I want to see them just like fleeing, like they're forget about the nuke. Nuke's not going to do anything. I want to see like humans just trying to survive as these monsters are just blowing shit but, away. The, but the arrogance of man. <laughs> <laughs> so Watanabe, Watanabe was really good. I mean, yeah. Seriously, he was, he was really entertaining stuff. Yeah, I will. I, I do want to say I mentioned earlier in, in non spoilers that there was a, some one thing that bugged me in particular was uh, the the cutaway from the airport battle did bug me, and I've heard that about I, I've heard that complained no. about a lot, and I, I I can't disagree with that because. The more I thought about it, the less it bothered me after the movie, but I will say that while watching it, it was kind of like like getting cold water dumped on you in the middle of sex. It wasn't good. Yeah. Like I was like I was like, Yes, this is gonna be so good and it's then it was like 
This is our sexiest. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but no, it, that was a little bit. I would have liked at least. A, I think it would have been good for the audience to have a brief skirmish. <laughs> oh God! Well, it's well, you get you get this this amazing shot of Godzilla comes up from the feet and then it's like, and then you get the roar. Just it's the hero it's blast. The hero shot, and know? then it cuts to some kid watching it on the news. I like that one though. It was I, funny. It was. I funny, liked it, it was funny, but it was, it's like. <laughs> I felt like it was one of those 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 Thor two moments where the the humor was yeah it was a funny joke but it totally undercut but it undercut what was, what happening. was yeah. happening yeah that and was I don't know it, it bothers me less the more I think about it which is probably a good thing but at the time in the theater I was just like huh I loved it that's it so, I thought it was ingenious yeah, actually because like, I was like this is this is very human perspective y yeah. like that's how I felt so, plus the I have a feeling the fight took place over the course of like nine seconds. I would have been okay with that. Because the Mudo, the Mudo literally was just like, I don't care. Like, I don't know who you are, but I'm trying to get over there. Because that that shot of Godzilla trying to grab it was hilarious. And then it just flies out over the water and he just just nosedives straight in the water. I was like, that's awesome. I don't want to see a nine second fight of two monsters swatting at each other like, "Eh, slap fighting and then running away. (laughs) Well, it didn't have to be a slap fight, to be fair. They chose to make it a slap fight. But but it's for the right reason. Like Tim said, the monsters don't care about each other. They they just want to link up, and Godzilla wants to kill them. I just think it would be good to whet the op- audience's appetite a little bit. I feel like there was like an a, earlier there was a monster huge... brawl, just a was... brief one to kind of soak things up. You know, like we get it, like Avengers, the helicarrier stuff. It's a nice taste of things to come. You know what I mean? And then you go big. So I don't know. I would have liked to have seen something like that, particularly with the huge buildup uh, that we got just before that drop off. Um, yeah, I think that was yeah. probably the biggest part for me. I don't, I didn't mind, I didn't mind either particular half of that equation. It's just how they were plugged together. It, it kind of, yeah. Eh. I guess my brain was entering, oh my god, monster fight mode, and then it was like, nope, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah, so. battle mode. But the, some of these sequences in the movie are awesome, like amazing, like the action set pieces and stuff are stupid good. Even the ones that don't have Godzilla in them, I think are very cool. I love, I, I love the bridge scene when they're. Even though the nuke is ridiculous. <laughs> I like the bridge scene where they're wheeling the nuke across and the Mudo kind of comes up under the bridge. There's a lot of stuff like that in Monsters, actually. Moments like that that are really eerie and creepy. And you don't see a ton of the monster, but it kind of... They're always a presence, and that's kind of neat. Um, and the the sequence on the train and the subway with the that was the good. boy was awesome. That was really good. Yeah. Um, I was blown away by the... Uh, I think I texted you about it with the skydiving. When he skydived. Yeah, and the yeah, whole time he's looking at Godzilla. Like, oh, this, <sighs> this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's that shot where he's literally, like, parallel to Godzilla's yeah. head. And you're just like... You could expect him just to eat him in, the, in like... Minute. You should go see it in the theater for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's and well worth it. The sound, the sound design is amazing. Oh, okay. It's the whole movie. Like, I, I would... Like, I, I recommend Dolby Atmos if you have it. Yeah. Because... That was very cool. It, everything sounded amazing. The Godzilla roar is just—it's the best it's ever sounded. Like mm-hmm. crazy good. No, there's um, there's literally no ex- if if you like enjoying movies, there's no excuse not to see this in a theater. It's uh, it's it is the perfect it's the perfect venue for a movie mm-hmm. like this. It it having watched Godzilla movies on the couch and then having watched them in the theater, it's like no, there's there's I would rather watch every Godzilla movie in a theater for the rest of my totally. life because it's uh, it's perfect. Totally. Oh. I don't know. I I I really enjoyed it. I did. No, I yeah, I mean I I I've, I've had my share of negative things to say about it, but yeah. um it was it was a blast. I I I oh, I walked out of the theater just shaking because I was I had so much fun in the in the cuz that's because the high notes of the movie are just they're through the roof. Um everything the movie does well, it does extremely well. But then there's there's a few things that are there're a few speed bumps on the way, I think. Sure. Um that kind of keep it from being this uh, transcendent 
Godzilla, heavenly Godzilla experience. Um, <laughs> I get the argument that not everybody wants their Godzilla movie to be transcendent, but I don't know. Like Godzilla doesn't get me into the theater immediately. Normally, like I would, I have seen this first week if I didn't have a podcast. No, I probably would have dragged you. Yeah, you might have dragged me, maybe, but. <laughs> If Willie wasn't in my life, I'd be very sad, and I wouldn't have gone to see this movie sure. first week. So, you know, if if you can throw something in there that makes it a little bit more compelling, too, you know. Yeah, I think just why not? If you can have a good human story to go along with it. And not? I like, going back to the point, I like movies with smart people in them. Mm. When yeah. movies have smart people... It makes me think that the filmmakers know that they have a smart audience. And you can't give a presentation that says, we made these monsters with radiation, and then just say, well, we're going to hit them with more radiation. They're eating radiation. Yeah. They're literally eating that's radiation. One more, that's live. one more tiny reason why Cranston should have remained throughout the movie, because straight up Watsnobby was like, I want that guy. Yeah. Because he's dealt with it before. Yeah. He might have a better answer than, let's shoot tanks and throw <laughs> nukes at it. <laughs> I just, I don't know, like, I kind of think that would be something we'd think of. Like, I, like, I hear what you're saying, but we're really No, I mean, it's probably true. All the stupid people at the top of the military. But I kind of liked, um... No offense to anybody who knows anybody (laughs) in the military. I I apologize. No, it wasn't you. (laughs) Wiretapping podcast. I wanted to bring up how much I actually like uh, David Strathern's character. Because yeah. I did like him because he didn't sit there and go, oh, this this liberal hippie Watanabe. Was, no. but he's just like, listen, I don't have a better plan right now. <laughs> yeah. like, There's literally nothing like, else. Sorry, like I've got to do something. Strathairn was a good choice too, and he was yeah. really good. And he didn't, pl- and they didn't write it. That may have actually been my favorite like straight ahead character is because they didn't write it like they normally do, which is like some cigar chomping military guy. It's just like shut no, up. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean the the, the military folks, and the, they're not just. It's not just option one nuke and. They're not just sitting there laughing with the with their fingers on the triggers. It's I mean, that's really the only thing anybody has to to combat the monster. So I I, I don't think they were stupid to to nuke things. I just think the uh, the the focus on the human plan uh, just it was kind of misguided for me. Um, I don't think we I they definitely shouldn't have taken out human the human element. Uh, I just think the focus on it was probably a little too heavy, and I, the focus on their plan was just it. I, I could not get invested into it. I think there's a more economical way to utilize the human story to enhance the Godzilla movie, and I don't think they've cracked it yet. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't think it's been cracked, and I hope I hope somebody does. Honestly, honestly, I wouldn't say in any Godzilla movie, so I don't, I, don't, I don't hold that as a check against this as a Godzilla movie. I think a flaw may have just been having the main character be in the military because you're directly plugged into how futile it is. Like, if you had had... Say the main characters were Watanabe and Elizabeth Olsen, and you have the perspective of somebody trying to keep people alive who have been injured by it, with the backdrop of all the monsters, and then you have Watanabe trying to talk to Strathairn and the government about a better way. Like, having a character who's bomb bomb Gandalf, basically, the only one who can handle this analog bomb. (laughs) Who then can't disable it because it's broken. And then can survive every encounter he has with anything dangerous. Like, I think maybe having a military Doesn't know how to turn on a boat and send it in a direction. And then gives up. What? Well, he, like, like fell asleep at, like, he didn't need to pilot it anyway. Uh, 
Well, okay, so here's what they should probably should have done. They should have actually like nuked the guys when they were like out in the Pacific, and then that's when we realize, oh, that's, that's not, not going to work. Do anything. Okay, back up, let them have it. Uh, I would have been a little more okay. Let them fight. Let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> See, because because yeah, the the whole the whole nuke is going to blow up San Francisco thing. It just it. I think it really distracted from what was really important in this movie, and that was Godzilla beating the shit out of other shit. I will. Speaking of which. We've talked about the third act a little bit, but can we just talk about the moves? Can we just talk oh about my god, the tail whip! Holy Fuck. shit! He he wrecks that thing. The <clears throat> the push the like linebacker pushing That's the building through the buildings. Amazing! I love the tail whip because he just blasts the the male mudo, and there is dead silence in that theater because he is, oh yeah he murdered that thing, yes. yeah. and everybody was just oh you could hear the jaws hitting the it was floor. Insane. Oh. I did want the final tussle between him and the female Mudo to be longer. Oh, okay. Like yes, it, was, it was awesome, but, like, in its oh. savagery, but at the same time, I was like, I wanted some real, like, Godzilla elbow drops. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, out in the, in the water, like, you know, up to their knees in water. Oh, that's And, like, one. it trying to reach the boat and Godzilla grabbing it and throwing it back towards the city. The oh, Godzilla oh victory God. dance. <laughs> but, um, oh, God, that... The, the, first, the first flame breath, though, oh. I, you could tell there were a ton of Godzilla fans in the audience because, like, as soon as it lights up, mm-hmm. people were immediately, like... Like oh my oh, god! Like you could the hear air was going, le- yeah, the air was leaving the theater, and and the, the just the 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 way that the, where they chose to use that is you almost don't expect it right there. Like you expect that you knew it was gonna. I kind of knew it was gonna be a final blow type thing because I mean you have to end it with a flame breath, but I didn't expect it there. And the the way they conceal it with that smoke, oh. and you you kind of like oh, and then you recognize it's what's going on. Up. It was oh my god. that was oh holy shit! That was and then just awesome. fire breath vomiting down the queen's the, the throat, like ah! until its head just pops. Oh, and then he just yeah, the head's gone, and then he just kind of drops it in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! I and think then I, passes I, out. Yeah. yeah, and just like falls Takes asleep. a big nap. <laughs> like how he just turned into a giant dog, essentially. That was like tired of playing with his toy and just passed out. <laughs> and then got up and just Zelda dropped the mic. Yeah. And yeah, can, we talk, can we talk about the news headline? His walk of shame oh back God. into the... Yeah. Oh, King of the Mob. Yes. <laughs> yes. I clapped during that part. It's so silly. People like cheering in the stadium. Godzilla, yeah. King of Monsters, Savior of City. Ugh. <laughs> Savior of movie theaters, more like it. <laughs> that's that's the part that made me glad they went with like good guy Godzilla because that's Absolutely. such that's such a classic. Like even in like every episode of the Godzilla cartoon, like the old Hanna Barbera one, monster shows up, Godzilla comes out of the ocean, kills it, <laughs> goes back into the ocean. <laughs> that was, it's like that was such a perfectly Japanese way to end the movie. I think. It, oh, it was. Oh my, it God. was beautiful. I wanted we should intersplice it with all with the good ending of Return of the Jedi with all the other planets <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> Just uh, so, what is just real quick while we have a couple minutes? What does everybody want from a sequel? If we get a sequel, I'm just curious to hear what you guys want to see. I wanted, I wanted to see an after credit sequence of Ghidorah flying from the moon, like on, on his way. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I would like to see one other like major monster, like um, a classic monster, or like Rodan yeah, or something. Yeah, so I, a, a classic monster. Yeah, like a like a Rodan or, or a Ghidorah or, or Mothra. Um, Mothra twins. I don't care if Mothra's in the movie. I really don't. I want the Mothra twins in this movie because they're the most ridiculous thing that's ever been put on film. They sing the Mothra film. song. Oh, oh my god! They'll sing. Yeah, they'll sing their Mothra hymn. I don't know. Oh my god! They'll do the strategy of every Spider-Man movie where it's like a street performer singing the yeah. song. Like, oh, now it's meta. It makes sense. <laughs> um, Mo- Mothra would be a really weird choice for a sequel. And because Mothra's kind of weird to begin and, with, and I, and I think the humans need to have been preparing for the eventual return of a sure. giant monster, and they need to have built. A robot with a fucking drill nose. They need to do it. You want Mogira, is what you're saying? Yes. Or the Super X. Super X three. Yes. The uh, I I think it needs to. They need to make a big shove towards the uh, the Japanese. Some films. anti-Godzilla 
artillery of it, some it sort. Needs, it, they need to add a little more pulp to it, I think. Okay. Yeah. Tim, what do you want out of a sequel? No, I just think you do that. You do. You have Godzilla fight one monster, and then he they team up in the third act and beat a bigger monster. I like that. Yeah, Godzilla gets a buddy, a tag team partner. Yeah, yeah probably it. Mothra. I like Mothra the best. That's good. That's good. Alex? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a giant a giant moth Mortar makes sense, I guess, right. as much as it's going to make sense. It's from help, space. That's fine. It just, would help his air attack because he doesn't have much. He's more of a ground and pound. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool to see him with team up with Rodan, but I don't think they've ever been bros. I think they've always fought. Okay. I, Rodan was my favorite when I was a kid. Okay. And so I think it'd be sweet to see Rodan's him. But, but the, the male Mudo was essentially Rodan, so... You just way it. smaller. Oh, like you Rodan, pro Rodan, though, Rodan, Rodan. <laughs> real, real Rodan would be like would be awesome if he just flew over and like all the windows of every building blew out and shit because he flies Sweet. by so fast. That'd oh, be really God. rad. Yeah, I'm gonna write an article this weekend for our listeners with a bunch of different plot ideas I have for a sequel. Cool. I really just want to see Sounds Ghidorah. Good. Be, to me, oh, Ghidorah's yeah, like he's the Doctor Doom to Godzilla's right. like Fantastic oh, Four. Like King Ghidorah's like it. He's like three Godzillas in one body, <laughs> and he's got wings, so he can fly too. He shoots lasers. So yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. Maybe that, maybe Mothra Godzilla oh. teaming up against Ghidorah would oh. be cool because he can fly and he's got some pretty right. some pretty heavy ground game. I think he's yeah. I think you gotta have. Do, a you, do you think do you think Americans uh, do you think an American like filmmaker is ready to do that? Or are we not wacky enough? Do we need a Japanese person to do that? I think if they do one of the classic characters, that's a little like Rodan's easy. It's a pterodactyl. Um, but something like Mothra or King Ghidorah, I think we'll get a redesign. Certainly, you're not going to have a golden three-headed dragon flying around. I think it'll Which look was... it'll look a little different. But as long as it retains the, the essence of you know of the I don't know, as long I'm... as it has three heads and it flies and it shoots laser beams, I'm down. For sure. Yeah, I, I almost I almost feel like we, we're not quite as as weird as the Japanese are, and we wouldn't be able to pull it off with the same uh, gravitas that they do. We'll have to um, see. I think I, I think we can do it. You have faith? I love you this country. So. <laughs> God bless America. Unlike oh some people. <laughs> um, <laughs> thing is, who's... Never mind. Never mind. I, uh, one last point on Godzilla I wanted to say. I really enjoyed the fact... Despite the fact that I didn't want there to be more monsters, I love the fact that the big reveal, the first big reveal is not Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that and was really It was really a really cool. great scene. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. But... It was creepy. Anyway. I was like, wow, this is... Mo-. Like, Godzilla's not really scary... Like what he can do is scary, but he himself is just awesome. He's a big but the old initial tank. reveal of the the male Mudo was really creepy, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ew, just ew!" <laughs> and it was just creepy how it's all tangled up and shit. And it looks like a big bug, and you're just like, "Ew!" <laughs> and then the reveal of the female was cool too. When they're like, when they see see it, just kind of trudging away yeah. in the distance, I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty sweet." Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know how sexy this podcast was. Scale of 1 to 10? Sca- I'd give scale, it a 69. Scale of, you know what I mean? scale of 1 to Tim. <laughs> Brian De Palma directed this episode. That <laughs> no, was Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven, I'm sorry. I got mixed up. You know how that is. Uh, yes, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Go to MidwestFilmNerds.com uh, sometime this weekend for Willie's article. You can also read articles by the great Tim Long and myself. Um... Uh, MFN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, give us a call at 248-733-5636 which is 248-7335-MFN. Uh, thanks Aunt Mr. John for our music and our artwork and as always Kyle XY and go watch a movie. Huge Frogger.